Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Oh, let's do it live on a schedule released last night, Friday edition of the program from the undisclosed location on the west side of Cleveland, and from the palatial estate of your Uncle Bo. How you doing, boys? Good to see you, Z. It's good to see you through the phone. I wish that I was, you know, beside you in real sure, life at the sure. undisclosed location. But, you know, it's a beautiful Friday. We got the rookies here. I got a chance to talk with Dewan Jones. I got a chance to talk with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Uh, some fine young men added, certainly, into the Browns program. And, and so that was fun. There's a little bit of a buzz, I would say, at the cross-country mortgage campus with the rookies in town. So uh, it's been good. Nice weather. Again, we love to see that. Um, and then I think last night, you know, the schedule release, a lot of fun. Obviously, I, I enjoyed getting to see people and, and see the reactions to it. Uh, you know, myself and the Miz providing a little commentary. Although I did get a note from somebody that was a good one. There was We should have had a cartoon version of ourselves at the desk. Agreed. In the, in that the would thing. have been great. That would have been very cool. I, right. I got big-time McMahon, Jesse the Body vibes. Is the, that was the, that's the way it yeah, felt that was kind to of, me. Yeah. That's, I don't know yeah. if that was the intent, but it felt like that to me. It was just us kind of riffing, you know, a lot of it and, and going just off the cuff. But, yeah, I thought Mike especially had some, whoa, McMahon, Jesse the Body vibes, yeah. which was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I was it was funny because somebody had mentioned to me that about the, the cartoon part of it. And I said, you know what, I, and I need a cartoon redemption after that poster. I needed, <laughs> I needed a, a redemption, and this could have been the shot. But, nonetheless, it was awesome to be a part of it and um, had a ton of fun doing it. And I think that, you know, over the whole landscape, I'm certainly very proud of what we did and have to give a huge shout-out to Jeff McDaniel, who God, put it together awesome. from our content and production team. It was really his brainchild to do something in wrestling, and there were a bunch of different ways that it could have gone. Um, and then this is what we ended up with, and I thought I thought it did well. I thought it held up. You know, we didn't have the benefit of, of the, you know, the – decline of the intelligence of humanity like the Titans had at, at their benefit uh, or just in that case just the ignorance about professional sports teams clearly um, but I thought it was I, I thought it was good and I thought it was fun and now we'll get into the schedule you know later on in the program but uh, it, it's a fun it's cool that this has become kind of a, an event it's an event you know? for the in-house media teams is what it is yes and it's it is um, it is something that the NFL network, that NFL media, NFL social media, um, it is something that is really important to those people um, to, yep. to land the plane on it. And there was no lack of star power around the league. Um, yeah. And I, I took, I saw probably a half dozen or so of them uh, yesterday. I, th I thought what we did was, was spectacular. I, Jeff's just so good. I mean, he's so good. Um, you and Miz, that's a layup. I mean, you guys are not only have the chemistry and all of that stuff, but you're good buddies. And that obviously played through. The other thing I think that helped with that is 
not only is he who he is, but you two both have a longstanding love of professional wrestling. So it felt to me, that's what I mean. I mean, I mean, that is the highest form of compliment. Like it really felt like a 1990 and, you know, W at the time, WWF wrestling Saturday night's main event feel to it. Yeah. Yeah, but it was it's great. fun. And, you know, I, I, I like to do. I do for uh, AIW, Absolute Intense Wrestling. I get to do a little commentary on the side, which I love. And so, yeah, it was basically when they approached me with this idea, I said, uh, yeah, I will do commentary <laughs> for this. That would be awesome. And then, obviously, we were able to get Mike involved, and I think he's hopefully joining us shortly. Um, but, it was yeah, it was a blast. And we did it. We kind of had – we knew who the characters were. Um, we had like a little bit of kind of a one cheater and, you know, they went through a lot to kind of get to who each character would be. And I don't think that's the last you're going to see of these people, by the way, little pay attention to the scores there. Um, and then we just kind of like riffed it out, which was yeah. to me the most fun of it, of the whole thing. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. There's a natural chemistry between the two of you and a natural appreciation with both of you in the sport. So it, it came across as very authentic and you can't get more authentic than you and Mike when you're doing that type of thing. And the, the schedule itself, and I, I know we'll get into some of the specifics, I mean, this, you're coming in hot, man. Coming in hot. You want to be good? You got to beat good teams. And look, our division is chock full of them. Three of our first four games in the division. We're the only team in the league that will not, uh, that is at home for five of the first six weeks. And we have obviously a bye week in the middle of that, but we're the only team in the league that has just one road game through the first six weeks of the season. Um, so you got to take advantage. We've been very good at home under Kevin Stefanski. We've been very good at home in the division under Kevin Stefanski. And so, you know, you want to be good. You got to go beat the Bengals. You want to be good. You got to go to Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers. You want to be good. You got to be at home and you got to beat the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, it's um, to have three of the four first four be division games is um, it's pretty real. You're going to find out right away. I mean, this this Browns team, you know, for us, we and all of you out there listening, like we have such anticipation about, you know, what this season can be, but also like we've talked about this before on the show, like almost nothing that is happening right now matters until you get to September. That's it. Like yep. all of this stuff is just window dressing and it's, it's insignificant until you get to September. There's nothing that happens between now and September 10th. That's going to change the way you think about this team positively or negatively. And so you can't get a bigger welcome moment than Cincinnati. Who's been right there with Kansas city is the class of the AFC the last couple of years and at the top of the sport. So there's also some crazy stuff with that opener in the terms of Burroughs struggles with the Browns and in terms yep. of our struggles in home openers. So something's got to give there. Yeah, well, we we broke that curse last year in Carolina with the 58-yard field goal from Kane York. And so, well, all right, home openers, we've been terrible. But I'm just focusing on a win in the first week, Bo, okay? Let's not get <laughs> – Baby why steps. Do we, we don't have to, why do we have to get more specific to make it worse? Let's just focus on we won in week positives. one. Yeah. yeah, this should be easier to win at home uh, in week one. But, yeah, you like it's the truth. You want to be good. You want to be a team of consequence. You're going to have to do that, and you're going to have to do it quickly in your division because – you know, if you can come out of there and go two and one in the division, you're in a great spot set up for the rest of the season. But if you don't, you're not in a great spot for the rest of the season. So I think it's as critical an opening quarter as we've ever had, especially with the bye week coming after that. Those first four early games. bye week, man. Wow. And I don't, I don't love an early I don't bye like week that either. Awesome. Oh, there oh, he boy. is. says it all i feel like you know you've made it in life when they just play a song and that means you that like hearing that means 
The Miz has joined us now. What's up, dude? That is right. I am on the golf course. I just teed off. I hit a 285-yard drive. I'm still about, I'd say, about 170 out, so I think I might Jeez. go maybe eight iron onto the green. Uh, just yeah. playing dominant golf right now. Uh, I am a dominant force. I would beat you. I would beat everybody. <laughs> just played TPC Sawgrass. But it's not about golf today. It's about football, Nathan. And it's about the schedule release and the fact that, not, not to brag or anything, but our schedule, pretty easy. Not going to lie about it. We got one of you the like it. schedules out there, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. Is your opinion of the schedule as accurate as your opinion of what you're doing on the golf course right now? Because other, that may, you're making Nathan, me nervous. Nathan, if we were on the golf course right now, yeah. instead of sitting down, doing nothing, uh, basically talking, <laughs> chatter, using your chatterbox, it would be an absolute domination. Uh, that's yes, I would well dominate I'm you. I'm going to you're play right. today. I'm going to have – I might. Break, I asked them what the course record was, and they said 63, and I said no problem today. You're on a heater, if, Mike. I wouldn't put anything past you. I mean, you dominate NBA All-Star Weekend with the shot heard true. around the world. Now true. you're doing schedule Fact. release videos reminding me of, of McMahon and Jesse the body, and now you're going to go shoot 62. True. You're on a heater, bud. Yeah. It's just what I do. Every sport I dominate, just like the Browns are going to dominate this schedule. Uh, how about that schedule release, huh? Like, I know there's a lot it. of, like, you know, people were talking about the Chargers. People were talking about all these other teams. I think Nathan and myself, as, as well as everyone that did the animation for the schedule release, deserves a round of applause because we absolutely, not only will we dominate the entire, you know, season with this schedule, but that schedule release just starts it off right. Am I wrong? It, no, you're not wrong. It did set a tone. Have you heard from any of the people in your other career uh, in that world, did they enjoy what what you did, what you put forth? Yeah, I mean, people were commenting all over the place. I think Gargano. I think people want to get involved. To be honest, you know, when it comes to Cleveland, I think we all yeah. band together, no matter if we're in the ring, you know, fighting each other, or if we're in. If you're from Cleveland, like there's just a bond that you have with everyone, and uh, this bond that we have is literally the Browns, the the Guardians, as well as the Cavs, and it sucks that the Cavs you know, didn't go quite far in the playoffs as far as I thought they would. But to be honest, it's it's a learning curve. And now I think we know what we need. And uh, I think next year we're going to be great. I think the Guardians are going to figure out what they're doing and, as always, be in the playoffs. And now it's the Browns' turn. You know, Deshaun has a full season uh, to literally show us kind of what he's got. And I think from everyone uh, that's been talking – they think he's a franchise player, and what we saw down oh, yeah. in Houston, he's a franchise, and he's a hell of a quarterback, and I just hope he's able to lead this team to to fruition. I mean, we all want playoffs. We want Super Bowl. I mean, when people talk about the Browns now, it's not talking like, oh, you know, they're just saying that because they always say that. No, this time I think people actually believe, and I believe, and I think this is the season that we need to prove it. I'm ready to run through a wall. Mike's got me all fired up right now. He's out there crushing drives, hitting bombs. And now he's talking big. And listen, if you want to be good, right, you go if for you. Main event of WrestleMania, you against John Cena. You want to be good, you got to beat the best. And right now the best in our division has been the Bengals the last two years. That's who we opened the season with. And I say what better way to open the season, right? Make a statement at home 
and knock off the people that have been the top of the AFC North for the last two years. So are you you like that Browns Bengals game? Or are we gonna be let's get you here? Could you, could you come for that? for that? It feels I mean, like we, that's one you come to. When it comes to the Browns, the Bengals, we yep. usually take take it to the Bengals. Like that's one team that we usually just take it to. So it's a great way to start off the the season to show exactly who we are and just put a stamp on it. And I, uh, I just can't wait to watch it. Miz, what was um, go go back to your youth? What did uh, as a as a native Clevelander? What did Brown's opening day mean for you? Oh my gosh! I think everyone was singing "Bernie, Bernie," you know, Super Bowl <laughs> on the bus ride home. I, like I, I remember being at Brown's day, and it was like I remember kindergarten. Uh, you know, you show up. Uh, there's half half days, and I was yeah. the afternoon class. So my mom took me to Parmatown Mall, got me a Brown's jersey, Kozar, of course. And, uh, and I went to kindergarten that day with my Browns Kozar jersey on, uh, just supporting the Browns. I think that's what we do. We band together, yeah. and there's nothing quite like it. No, there, there isn't. There's, like, there's a no. sense of optimism. It's, I mean, we love fall yeah, here more than anything. I shoot my second shot? While you, while you guys talk, I'm going to shoot my second shot. I'm going to put my, my phone so you can actually hear the shot. and See, watch. Oh, yeah. watch. I'm going to drain it. So here we go. <laughs> he might make it. He's like he's like Tiger now. Do you see that clip going around no, he's this not. morning? Right with now, Tiger, Tiger Woods, uh, where he doesn't take divots. he doesn't take divots. It's erroneous, by the way. I think he's messing with him, but incredible. It's the whole thing. I love I'm every, not take every a divot. divot. <laughs> Just gonna pick it. <laughs> Just gonna pick, pick it clean it. and flush it. Let me ask you something. Did his opening monologue right there remind you of anybody that you and I happen to be huge fans of their their whole oh, deal right now? It's very it's very pure. <laughs> it's so Did pure. it drop? Probably Rob. Sure. Call the police. I mean, you hear that? Did you hear it? Uh, I heard the, a, the did click. Did you hear the shot? Oh, it has to be. Pure. I'd say if it's, you're, you're if it's more than five feet away, I'm guessing that it's not on the green. I wouldn't say yeah. twice. I would say it's faded. And, uh, just a little fade, a butter green. fade. Buttercut fade. Chip. Yeah, you got I'm going to put a little okay. 58 chip on there. What hole are you on? Are you on number one? Are, are you, you on California your course? I'm Florida. on number one valley at North Ranch right now. Is that the whole? Is that the, what we played? Uh, is it the one that goes by your your house? We may have lost him. Oh, oh, now it's back. <laughs> Who knows? He's so I'm on the car path. So that means I have to take it behind the car path. That's fine. That's okay. But by the way, I'm pin high. Oh, pin high, of course. You had the right. On the carpet. You know what I noticed? A lot of golf right courses club. put car paths right by the green, so it must have not been a bad shot. Exactly. Okay. Um, it's a good shot. The carpet's nowhere uh, near a green. We... You can't drive your cart near a green. Wait, you in the I'll next town over? You, I'll take a picture and I'll show it to you. It's literally right by the green. All right. All right. You don't know golf, Nathan. You don't know That's football. Right. You don't know golf. The Grand Canyon geese are golf like I do. The guy's a stud. right. Nathan, why are you always like this? Well, you're such a copy, blah, 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 blah. That They're all right. Everyone in Cleveland is right. You're wrong, Nathan. That's what I think. <laughs> I love the people of Cleveland. I think they're great. Miz, how many shots did it take you to hit it on the green at 17 at Sawgrass? I'm curious because the picture was beautiful, and it, honestly, it led me to believe honestly, that it only took one. Yeah, well, you know, I wish. So uh, on 17 on Sawgrass, so they, had the, the, they didn't have the right tees, so we went back where the real pros play. I okay. uh, used a, a pitching wedge at first, thought it was about uh, – the wind was to, to my face like a lot, but I was like, oh, I can get it there. Didn't get it there. Uh, it was way short. So I used a nine. Uh, still couldn't get it there. Corn Fairy guys were behind me, so the Corn Fairy guys gave me, like, advice. 
And this was after like 10 balls going in the drink. And the Cornsbury <laughs> guys came up to me and was like, hey, try I this. 62. And I swear to you, I used an eight iron, hit it right on the green. It was amazing. Like, awesome. It was like, I, was, I quit. I, I said, I'm not going to get it on the green. It's just not going to happen. And then the Corn Fairy guys came, and they were like, yo, try this. So I tried it and went around the green. It was awesome. I lost 10 What balls did they tell you day. to try? What was the advice? I mean, everybody, we had a lot of listeners the advice who played was, I was, golf. They, so I was, I was sad for the people. Sad. They're going to miss the it. advice. You hate to the see advice it. Was, they got the yeah. start of the advice. And then the they starts the and then you don't get it. You want the, I think what no. he said is he's got an eight iron is what he was hoping for. <laughs> I think he had to put it back in the stance. Maybe so kind of the eight iron. There it is. Are you guys there now? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think we've so always been iron, here. We've always been here. <laughs> yeah. So the eight iron, right? So I, I hit the eight iron. They basically aligned me right. Uh, I was, uh, I was using my slice. That was the problem. And so they aligned me right. And then I hit it right on the green. It was perfect. They squared well, you up and it was good. I think yes. Perfect would also describe uh, what you and Z did, and we're greatly appreciative of that and, t- and your time. And continuing your efforts here with your 62, sounds like you're going to have to maybe scramble here to make par, but but still in play. You can't say he won't scramble. chip it I'm in, though. In. I'm going to hit oh, he's it, it in, in the hole right now in the chip. All right. On my chip, I'm going to hit it right in the hole, and I'll film it for you. Okay, I like Perfect. that. Perfect. I like that. We'll look for it on your social media platforms, at Mike the Miz. There it is. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. All right. thank no, you thank guys. you, brother. Uh, it was thank a blast. You to the Browns for inviting me to do the schedule release. It's always an absolute honor, and I can't wait for the season. Go Browns. Bye, guys. Bye. See you, Miss. That's great. The great Miss. And so people know there was no script or anything. We just kind of like riffed it out there, and Mike was his... hysterical. Our, I feel like there are great uh, outtakes. I, I was are... literally in this room. Yeah, there's in some our great... in our palatial place. undisclosed, undisclosed location. location. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, and. Jeff walks in and goes, hey, I forgot to tell you. We got to tape something with Z and the Miz. And I'm like, oh, oh okay. What oh, Like, what do, you, what do you need? And they're like, no, no, no. Like, we just literally have a camera. We're going to kind of set up a Zoom, and they're just going to freelance, Yeah. you know, what we're doing. And I'm like, oh, all right. And at, at one point, I was pretty sure that everybody behind the scenes – was louder than the guys actually recording. We were dying laughing. The outtakes are spectacular. <laughs> yeah, there'd be some good outtakes out there for sure. But I think it, isn't yeah, it all he came here together very well. Like next, isn't next month? Isn't Raw here? Like in June? I want to say June nineteenth. Yeah, I think June nineteenth. Oh, Father's Day weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that a week? Is that the Monday? Yeah, I think we're off that day. The Monday after? Yeah, I believe that's go. Raw. There you yes. go. Okay. There you go. Oh, baby. All right. How about it? Well. Yeah. How about it? I should have had that. I should have gotten that in there for uh, Vince McMahon. Hugh Stunner? Well, how about it? <laughs> uh, it was good. Um, the other, uh, among the others that stood out, obviously Tennessee. Like, it's funny how, amazing. how the, you know, you think of something like that, and I don't know if it could have been explained as well as it was executed. Because if someone told me this is what we're going to do and it was going to land the plane, I don't know that it would have. But I think yeah. the combination of like them with the like rudimentary logo and then the NFL music hitting, yeah, something about the way they did it just crushed. Because so initially, as I started watching it, I, I didn't know that it would. I didn't think it was going to go. But then, wow, did it! It was. I mean, I was dying. That one was great. Some of the guesses were unbelievable. Yeah, and I love that the Falcons changed their name to the Red Stallions this morning on Twitter. Yes, that I was just awesome. how could you look at that and see a stallion? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't know. 
I don't know. And I feel like the Baltimore Orioles people, like, good for them. That's at least the Baltimore sports franchise. Yeah. That's a, that's the we're just the, we were the, the, yeah. of the Colts being the Cowboys twice was pretty good. I mean, the star, that's America's team. Or we, or we thought. I would say yeah. that we, were, we are the world's team because when ours popped up, what, what, what were we called? Football team? The football logo. That's just a, that's yeah, football that's logo. a football logo. Just a football yeah. logo. Okay. Well, world's team then. Yeah, because we, we are football. That's I what thought, we do here. I thought the, uh, the Bears one was really good if you've seen the show The Bear on FX. So I had not seen the show. So you had no point I enjoyed reference. it, but it, I felt like I didn't know if it was enough to do an entire schedule. Yeah. Um, like the first it, couple of It was really an homage, like, okay. almost shot by shot of that show. So I yeah. think that's, you know, if you, if you saw that show, it was instantly recognizable. Um, the Cowboys using Taylor Sheridan and Jerry Jones. Taylor Sheridan, the creator of Yellowstone. That yep. was quite good. I enjoyed that one, uh, the comedic timing of that. And also, they clearly shot it, and they were all in different locations when they shot it. But it worked out quite that well. That one I like haven't seen. I, saw th- I thought the Chargers was great again. I think they're yeah. anime guys, really, really good. Um, yeah, I, it's fun. It's a fun – it's unbelievable to me how this has changed so much. And, and somebody did say to me, you know, the reason we like to get the schedule early so then we can tr- plan what road trips we go to. So that makes perfect, perfectly good sense. But the fact that it has become – this spectacle other than just here's the schedule is incredible to me. And what do you think of the Jags? What did you think of the Jaguars? I didn't see theirs. Oh, oh God. It's about, it's like 10 minutes. It's, you know, when that, then Eric, wasn't it Arian Foster who said the NFL was scripted? Oh yes. yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I did see some of that. I lost pay. It was too long. I just, it, it was way too long. And like some of it was good, the though. nine minute and 50 second mark of the thing, they throw up the schedule. <laughs> I was like, yeah. we waited all this? Like, you couldn't sprinkle it in as we were going through this? Yeah. I watched it for probably a couple of minutes, and then I bailed. Like, I kind of understood the premise, and then I, I bailed a little bit. The, the premise was used, good, though. The premise was fine. The, the, more than fine. I, I think that the Broncos with, with Manning, like the fact that he goes back to the well to play comedy over and over again. Because well, he's just so good at it. He's so good. And they got Angela from the office on that. Um, it's impossible to watch all of these, though. No, I, I couldn't. Like, I mean, no. no you know, yeah. there was – that's the thing. And I'm sure for, like, our guys, for everybody, like, the goal is to be the one that goes viral. But you have no control sure. over that. Like, you feel like, you know, you want to be original every year. You want to try something different every year. Um, and so it's it's hard to, to, be the, to be the one if there's one that goes viral. Like, you hadn't seen the Dallas one. I mean, it's Taylor Sheridan with Jerry Jones. Wow. It's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. They've had didn't they have Post Malone do it one year for them? Could be. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's to By your the point. Way, though, you got too many teams. USA Today put out and they ranked everybody's schedule release. Oh God. Okay. Uh, how did we, were we okay? I just no. want to be at least considered okay. Oh, we were more than okay. However, uh, we finished at number seven. Solid. Okay. Top very solid. Top quartile. Cartoon wrestling means shenanigans, and The Miz and Nathan Sugura with an S-E-G-U-R-A delivered fantastic digs on commentary. The great Z. Fantastic. Well done, USA Today. (laughs) Ronnie Dangerfield. Oh, my gosh. By the way, The Miz. Somehow the the squealers were in front of us. I didn't didn't even see what they did. I didn't see it. The Lions were in front of us, and I never understood. I didn't like theirs. 
The Falcons, Titans, and Chargers were in front of us. Chargers is a cheat code, though, with that anime stuff. I mean, I, that's I, – I felt like that, just running it back again, everybody's like, oh, look how cool. And I'm like, yeah, you ran it back, though. Yeah. It wasn't an original thought. By the way, just as no. an update for you on The Miz, not only was he on with us in the process of shooting a 62, he's also, quote, uh, he's, quote, tweeting his, his, his op, he's a Pictionary show he's on. So he's, he's like, quadruple tasking right now. Guys, he's, he's prolific. What can he, he say? He really is. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is. Um, yeah, so it was fun. It, it, ours was fun. There was a lot of fun ones around the league. You're right. It's become a big, big deal around the league, um, and especially for those in-house media teams as those things go uh, go viral. So that that's part of it. And then I think for you know for the average fan who's who you know who's not on Twitter or not seeing the social. Uh, you want to play the schedule game is what you want to do. You want to see where your yes. wins and losses are. You want to see where your road games are. You want to see, you know, what's a tough stretch. You know, we started last year when, you know, we were trying to just figure out what the suspension would be on Deshaun and saying, like, well, what, what do we got to totally. be through these first four? What do you got to be through these first six? What's the number? Um, and when you didn't achieve those, then it 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 became kind of a lost season. And I, I think that's the thing when you look at this schedule this year, and we'll do that coming up next, when you look at this schedule and you say – this is a jumping face first into the water situation. Um, yeah. And it, it's it's a tough stretch for sure to start. But uh, I guess we can finish with the wrestling motif. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And Cincinnati's comes first. And they've owned the division. So uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into the schedule. We'll go over it game by game. Um, get a feel for, for where we sit from a record standpoint of what we think it could be. Uh, we'll get sure. into all of that. Lots of fun on the program today. We're off and running. Cleveland Browns Daily 850 ESPN Cleveland. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns 2023 schedule is here. Get your single game tickets now for all the great matchups at Cleveland Browns Stadium. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash tickets to purchase today. Um, as you look at this thing, as we kind of get go through this this what was that word tranche i used to love when you when we had the tranche yeah, we had a little throat, break it up into some tranches some tranches <laughs> i yeah. like that a lot um so the the first four i mean it starts there right it's it starts with three out of your first four division games uh three out of your first four are at home um yep. it's a it's a full day right out of the gates um Bengals to start at pittsburgh for monday night football then Tennessee here week three, and then Baltimore here in week four before the bye week. Z, what do you make of that four? It, it Look, like I said, you want to be a good team. You want to be a relevant team. You want to be a playoff team. You want to be somebody of importance inside of the NFC North, in the AFC North, I'm sorry. <coughs> then you need to win two of those three division games. I think it's that simple. You win two of those three division games, and you beat the Titans, you're three and one. You win two of those division games, you lose the Titans, you're two and two, but you're still in the mix because you went two and one in the division. 
I just think it's critical that you go two and one in the division there. I think it is massive. I think you know you want to split the two home games, and I think you got to go into Pittsburgh and you got to beat the Steelers. And I feel like we should we should be able to do that. We just have to go ahead and do that. And so for me. This is what you want, right? You want to come out and you want to start hot. This is not last year's start where you had, you know, the Jets and the Panthers and the Falcons in three or four first games. Now, we didn't capitalize on that. We ended up 2-2 two and two after those four because of what happened against the Jets. But this is an opportunity to get right into it and to get it done. And, and if you can't, that's a problem. This roster, I think, is too good not to be a team of consequence. And so you – Look, the AFC is loaded. There aren't going to be a ton of these little cupcake games. So you've got to go out there, and you've got to be able to take care of your business. And and if, you know, Joe Burrow has not won a game at First Energy, now Cleveland Brown Stadium. So hold your home field. You get the Ravens and you get the Bengals at home in the first quarter of the season. Right, the Bengals are going to have a lot of new pieces on the back end of their defense that I think that you can challenge. I mean, the, the Bengals, I'm sorry, the Ravens themselves putting in a new offense. What does that look like? And we'll at least have some tape on that. But I think we have an opportunity. And, you know, the Bengals aren't really going to have, I think, offensively not as much tape on what we're going to do. I think defensively there are going to be plenty of similarities, and we should do a lot of the things we've done against the Bengals. We've played the Bengals well. Yeah. Our defense has played the Bengals very, very well. So keep that going. But if you want to be good, you got to, you got to take care of business. You come out of there three and one. I think you're in a great spot. I really do. I think that you're you're, you're well on the way. The number right now on the from an, an over under win total is nine is the one that I'm seeing consistently. To me, yep. if you're going to go over that, then you have to go three and one in that stretch. It it just feels you feel like you split your conference games or your divisional games, and then there are some like gimmies like that that have to be gimmies. Like Tennessee has be to be gimmies. a gimme. Arizona's got to be a gimme. The Rams, the Colts, um, those have got to be the Houston. Like you play, you play Texans. Now they're they're not going to act. They're not going to certainly be tanking or anything like that. They probably won't do that under variable anyway. But they're not going to be acting like that week three. So you're going to get their best shot week three. I wish we got them a little bit later. Um, but the Colts, Arizona, Houston, all of those have to be dubs. They they have. They, it could be. There's no option. Because the division is as brutal as it is. So you have the bye week in week five. Your next four, San Francisco here, at Indy, at Seattle, and then uh, Arizona here on November 5th. Yeah. There are – you're right. There are definitely some winnable games in there. I was just kind of looking through real quickly. So for Stefanski, in his first year, we beat the Bengals and the Steelers at home. We lost to the Ravens at home, just as in the division. So that's two and one. I think, 20, 20, I think that's I think you're right. Twenty well, there'd have to be six nine and two games, at home right? in the division. The second year you beat Or nine and two. You lose to the Steelers at home. You beat the Ravens at home, you beat the Bengals at home. So now we're four and two. There's gotta be nine. So I think maybe we're are we six and three? And then last year you beat the Bengals at home. Last year you went three and oh. So seven and two at home in the division. Last year, you beat the Steelers at home on Thursday night, 29-17. You beat the Bengals 32-13 on Monday night. You beat the Ravens 13-3. Uh, so, 7-2 and two at home in the division. You got to keep – that's got to – you hold that, and I feel like you're in a good spot. You're in a good spot here. You're in a good spot. But you're right. There are definitely games on this schedule that feel good. But if we break it up into tranches, so take so that first if you quarter. Go, if, if you go 3-1 and one in the first one, and you go 
like in the next one, you're going to be favored probably in two, if for sure two, and probably underdog in two, depending what San Francisco looks like early. You'll and be favored over. You are. You're not going to be favored in, in Seattle. Cards. Yeah. You might be favored in Seattle, depending on how the season goes. Yeah, and I think we'll be favored over the Niners at home, or it'll be a pick. Depends on how they look and how we look. I mean, it's close. Two, hold on. They're Give a, just gave me a look through the thing. We don't even if, if Sam Darnold's their quarterback, or even Brock Purdy, or who knows. We're two and a half point underdogs to the Bengals in Week One. So I mean, it's if we're three and one, coming off of our bye week to face the Niners, it's very likely to me that we would be favored. I don't think that's yeah. a big spread either way, but we could be favored there. You so, have to just three and one or two and two. Uh, to me, through your through your here's the games, reality. Which ends with you, Arizona. You got to be five, gotta be and, five three. and three. Yes, that's it. Exactly. It's five yep. and three through eight. However you get there, however you skin yep. that cat, that's the minimum yep. requirement. Because the next one, it's at Baltimore. That's a tough. That'll be tough. Um, Pittsburgh at home should be a win. At Denver, could go any which way but loose. I have I have no idea what Denver could be. They, they certainly have the one. talent to be a lot better, and it's a but tough But even place let's to say play. you go one and two there. Let's say worst well, case scenario, you go one and two. Take it all the way to the fourth, and then you, you're you, at six you, and five. Two and two. Then you win that one, seven and five. So you're seven and five at that point. Jags, Bears, Texans, you got to win two of those. So now you're at nine and six, mm-hmm. and then you got to find a, a win, you know, with the Jets or the Bengals. But that's assuming that we lose games that we want. I think, I feel like our bottom scenario is eight and nine. And I feel like our top scenario is 12 and five. Like the thing that we haven't done really a lot of in recent years is win games where people were like, oh yeah, that's a loss. Those just end up being losses. And what we've done and the reason we haven't been as successful as we'd like is games that we have said, oh, that's automatic. Like the bears at home, we end up losing that game somehow. Right. Yeah. But we can beat, there isn't that a happened single, like that's the Patriots game last year with Bailey Zappi. Yeah. Like yeah. we could beat, we, we could go from week 13 Week 13 to week 16, those four, we could go 4-0. and Rams, yeah, Jags, Bears, sure. Texans. That's like the we, easiest it, stretch. That four-game yes. stretch is the easiest stretch on the schedule. Yes, yes. And who knows what Denver is at that point. But, you know, if you win, if you win the game, let's call it week 11, you beat the Steelers at home. You have a chance, I think, to win, you know, basically five out of six or six in a row. But that's where we're going to have to be. We've got to survive the first eight. And then we've got to make our move leading up to the final two, knowing that those are probably going to be tough. The Jets here on a Thursday night and then God, that's brutal. at Cincinnati. Thursday night, December 28th. It is brutal. The on one the thing lake? that I would say that makes God. it good, the only thing that's helpful about that is it's a quick turnaround for everybody. And then you've got a, you have that mini buy going into what could be a game for the AFC North. What going is going into what could be a playoff game. We, we could have the benefit of coming, you know, 10 days to get ready for that Bengals game. Yeah. You have to handle your business, though, leading up and from from Thanksgiving. Bef- the week the week before Thanksgiving, the Steelers game through Christmas, you have got to handle your business. And if you handle your business six in that games. stretch, we will be a team of consequence. Period. That's six games. That's the Steelers uh, here. It's at Denver at the Rams. Jaguars here, Bears here, at Texans. That six-game yeah. stretch has got to me. It's got to be like a five and one. Five and one. Yeah, yeah. In that in that swing, um, and I I think that the, I think that this is a difficult schedule. Obviously, 
Um, you get no favors by the fact that the other fourth place team in the AFC in the AFC East that you're matched up with is the Jets, and they added Aaron Rodgers. Like you'd much rather play Baltimore, which is or I'm, I'm sorry, not Baltimore, New England. Um, well, as long as they don't do what they did to us last year. Still, yeah, I mean, I yes, understand. I like you get the point. Like you'd, you'd yes, much rather play that operation than than an Aaron Rodgers Jets operation. Yes. So, um, th- that you get a little bit of bad luck there, but th- there are. There are a bunch of, of just what should be checkbox win games. Um, I don't know how many teams in the league. Like we think about, you're playing, you're playing two of the, you're playing the Colts and the and the Texans, and the and the Cardinals. Like the, they're they're in the bottom four teams in the league. All three of those teams. So that yes. those all three should be guaranteed wins. Now historically yes. they haven't been. I'm not convinced the Bears are going to be world beaters. I think they'll be dangerous, but I still think they're sure. early on in their gestation. Who knows what the Rams are going to be by week 13? Right. I mean, those right. guys might not even be there. I think, yes, this is – you've got to handle your business. This, this is a 10-7 and seven to me. Like, that to me feels like minimum. I like that. And I look, you want to be a real team, you've got to be able to beat the Jags at home. The Jags are going to be good, but you've got to be able to beat them. You've got to be able to beat the Ravens. You've got to be able to beat the Bengals. You've got to be able to beat the Steelers, you know. I'd love to go out there and sweep the Steelers this year. That would be phenomenal. But the way that it's set up is that we've got to come out in our division and make a statement early. You want to be that kind of a team. You want to be talked about that way. You've got to go do it. And you get every opportunity, the way the schedule is laid out, to do that. To finish the opening quarter, the opening tranche of your schedule prior to the bye week, you have an opportunity to say we've held home court against both the Bengals and the Ravens. And if you can go on the road and beat the Steelers, which absolutely we can, we've done it before in the playoffs, in the most important environment. You know, last year we didn't get it done at the end of the season last year. It would have been great. But I think we're going to be a completely different football team. You have a chance to be 4-0. But you, it, it starts with week one. I think that that is a huge tone a huge, setter of the game. Yeah. And, and you know, you think about, you know, 2020, you go on that nice run. You think about 2021, you started that season in Kansas City, I want to say, was week one of 2021. Mm-hmm. We played them tough. It looked like we had it all going for us. It doesn't work out. And then, you know, it's not enough to be close and to look good, I don't think. No, because that doesn't carry anything. This is about wins and losses. And so you've got to come out and you've got to win. And I think there there is the schedule makers could have given us a couple of cupcakes out of the first four. They said no. Yes. You get one relatively easy game, which is Tennessee, which they're going to play hard. But they're going to make you work and they're going to be well coached. And we'll see if at that point, you know, maybe they just decide to say, you know what? We're shipping Tannehill off somewhere. We're going with Levis. Or if it's not, it's going to be Tannehill and it's going to be Derrick Henry and it's going to be a good defense and it's going to be a a full day's work against a a quality team that came in here to start the 2019 season when we were, oh, we'll take care of the Titans Mm -hmm. and beat us. Yeah. Yeah. If this makes sense, I think like I could see, you know, like on the on the worst, worst, worst case, nine and eight. Um, and at, at the very, the, but, but also I, I think it's a very thin margin in terms of that. I think the, the floor is relatively high in that. I think the floor is a winning record. And I think that the ceiling is also relatively low juxtaposed to that floor. Uh, so what I mean by that is like, it's, I think 11 and six feels like the top of it, the top of the heap, maybe 12 high. and five, but man, well, F for anybody. But I mean, the reality is, is. You are playing. Our division is a full blanking day, and the fact that the, the the 
cross schedule stuff with the divisions, you know, like Denver, we anticipate being much improved. The Jets, you anticipate being much improved. They don't do, you don't get any favors there with the last place schedule or the fourth place in the division scheduling. No, that's why it would have been important to maybe tough. to win at the end of the year and and get that third place because third place instead of the Jets and the Broncos, you get the Raiders and the Patriots. Yeah, that's so that's Pittsburgh. Yeah, or is that Baltimore? It's Pittsburgh or Baltimore. I don't know. I didn't look at their schedules. It's one of those yeah. two. It's not the Bengals. I know that. No, it's definitely not that. I I think it's well the didn't the I think it's Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh because the Ravens made the playoffs, right? Yeah, so it's Pittsburgh. And played the Bengals in the first round of the playoffs, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. And so Pittsburgh, won. I'm guessing, I would think that Pittsburgh, who I think is the worst team talent-wise in the division, might play the easiest schedule in the division. Yeah, because of their their matchups. I don't know who they get when we get the um, – when we got the Bears – they that was probably a tougher one for them. They got the Packers probably, right? Or the Lions, Packers or Lions, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm pulling I'm pulling up Pittsburgh's right now. So Pittsburgh's uh, just for comparison's sake, Pittsburgh goes San Francisco at home, us at home, at Vegas, at Houston, Baltimore, at Ramit, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Green Bay, at us, at Cincinnati. Green Bay. Arizona at home, New England at home. So there's the swap. They got, they got, they got Green Bay, New England, and Green Bay, New England, Vegas, the Raiders. Right. Green Bay, New England, Vegas. We got Bears, Broncos, Jets. Jets is obviously the toughest of the six. Sure, but it feels fair. I mean, I think that the you'd rather play the Bears and the Packers, even with no Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, a couple other things I want to get to on this in terms of the big picture, some of the things that happened around the league from a scheduling standpoint, the primetime situation. Uh, we'll get into that coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey there, Browns fans. You want to experience the 2023 Browns season, some of the best seats in Cleveland Browns Stadium? We'll visit Leco. Leak. See, how would you do it? It's a, it stands for Lake Erie College of Osteopathic. But how are you going to? Lacom. Lacom.edu. Lacom. Yep, Lacom. Lacom. All right, Lacom.edu slash Browns for your chance to win two field seats for the 2023 season, courtesy of Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. Sweepstakes ends on August 30th. So, Laco, Lacom.edu slash Browns. I want to go over some numbers with you. How about this? The Kansas City Chiefs have one game at 1 o'clock. That's yep. it. That's the list. Yep. Everything else is either America's Game of the Week, a West Coast game, or prime time. They had six prime timers. Um, they are tied with Buffalo, Dallas, and the Chargers as a six prime time team. I think the Chargers part of this is so fascinating from the standpoint of it is it because they were this last year. It feels like the people running networks are just going to make damn sure that a team from LA gets a yeah. lot of prime time windows. Yeah. Because there isn't a fan base for the Chargers. They got great uniforms and an awesome young quarterback, but there's no fan base. It's not a ratings driver. 
Yeah, I, that I don't. I mean, they've done. I feel like they've done a good job on on TV. I don't know. I like the Chargers. You know, me, I know I'm you fired do. Up about it. No, I know, but they're I, not. I have like. How do they have more primetime games than San Francisco? Well, they're one of. There's only four teams, so I gotta. Did you see the graphic where it gives like the number and then how, how many teams have that game? Yeah, I have it pulled up right here. So there's four oh, yeah, right teams there. that have six: Kansas yeah, City, the Chargers, Buffalo, and Dallas. I don't think the yep. Chargers deserve to be in that group based on what they have been on the field and based on the fan base. There's the okay. no, there isn't. There isn't a fan base, and there isn't the. They're not delivering on the field. They're, they're fun not. to watch. I understand that, but again, All right. so is Cincinnati. So in terms I mean, of the, the Eagles five, should be the Eagles should be yes, of course. Here's yeah. the one. Here's the group with five. Giants and Jets, okay, big markets, I get it. Green Bay, Minnesota, huge fan bases. But still. At least they have fan bases, though. And Vegas? And Vegas has a huge fan base. And then Philly and San Francisco. But I I agree. I don't think think that Vegas should be in that group. I don't think Minnesota should be in that group. No, nor should Green Bay. I just think that's just time-tested, right? The Bengals should be in the five group. Yeah, Baltimore. Baltimore you can put in the five group, yeah. So here's the four group is Detroit, Chicago, Denver, Baltimore, Cincinnati, New England, and Pittsburgh. Yep. So it's still a big bet on the Bengals or on the Patriots brand. Um yep. is what they're betting on there because they are no fun to watch whatsoever. Um teams with three include New Orleans, uh Seattle, Jacksonville, and Miami have three. Jacksonville and Miami should have more. The Seahawks, I bet by the end of the year, people say they should have had more. I don't understand the Saints being there. Yeah, I mean, you're getting down to low numbers, though, and so that gets us to two. The teams with two are Tampa Bay, Tennessee, Carolina, just Ramit, and us. Just two we don't belong primetime there, games. We know why we are there. We don't belong there. No, no, not at all, because not only do you rate, we do. Yes. So you do. rate. There's a huge following. You're a good yep. team. You've been a good team, yep. competitive team in the last few years. Um, yep. You have one of the funnest quarterbacks when he's at his best that you can watch in the league. And again, you're right. You know why you're there. But it's it's. I did not think we would only have two. I thought it would be more than that. And um, I'm surprised that we're lumped in with the likes of the Buccaneers, the Titans, Carolina, and the Rams. I, I am a little bit surprised with that. Um, I think the Rams could get more. The Rams are a real wild card thing. I don't know what they. It, I think their choices they make this summer will be fascinating. Washington just had one. And then Houston, Atlanta, Arizona, and Indy have none. How about this from uh, Ari Miroff, guy that retweets a lot of NFL news? All right. Um, Mike North, who kind of Chicago, the uh, the radio and, and and TV deals, and I meet with him more so than maybe most people in the football season. He oh, I thought you were talking the, about like Mike North, the Chicago radio guy, sports. No, radio no, 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 no. Mike, Mike North is uh, in the league office with the okay. league office. Okay. And right, he right. is one of the head guys on the schedule committee. Okay. Mike North said today that the Bengals volunteered to play on black Friday every year and essentially make it a tradition like Dallas and Detroit have on Thanksgiving. Denied. The, the league considered it strongly, and they considered putting Steelers Bengals on, but ultimately chose Jets Dolphins. Amazon mentioned to the league that New York is the number one retail market in America, so having the first Black Friday game in New York would be a cool concept. I think that's Boy, overthinking. Amazon's it. pushing; they're <laughs> pushing for everything. But couldn't they? Where do the Bengals play the Jets? 
Do they play the Jets in New York? They don't. Or do they have the Jets at home? No, they don't play the Jets. Oh, right. The they Bengals. Don't play the Jets. We oh. picked up the Jets, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, my bad. We didn't play the we don't play the AFC East. Um How about just when you were going through the list, like to to put to me it's funny cuz we make we've been making so many jokes about the Falcons. Yeah. Not being serious. The NFL doesn't think they're serious. They don't want no. that brand of football in prime time. No. This is 2023. No. Zero. No. And they have a chance to win their division, honestly. Sure. Not, not to do anything beyond that, but hey. Yeah, I think that, I mean, it's, the, to me, everything makes sense except where we are and where the Chargers are. Everything else, I mean, it, I guess there's a couple in the five that they're banking on a Raiders brand, a Vikings brand, and a, a Packers brand. Um, you know, that those teams all have pretty big followings. The Raiders have a big, big following, sort of the Packers. Um, but we should we should have been more in the four range. I think Cincinnati yes. should have been moved up. Listen. Cincinnati should have been moved up for sure to the five Of course. Range. You, we all know why we have two games. The league, it's – it's uh, we all know why. So yeah. we're going to have to – look at quarterback rankings lists. Look at everything. Oh, I know. It's, it's like we constant. don't exist. So we need to – that's what I said. You want to be serious. You want to be taken seriously. You don't want to be thrown into the – you know, thrown asunder, thrown aside. You need to go out and beat these teams. And we have every opportunity to do that. You have a chance on Monday Night Football to go into Pittsburgh Week 2, hopefully after coming off of beating the Bengals, and make a real statement. And, like, you can't ignore us. We beat the Bengals and we beat the Steelers Week 2 on Monday Night Football. Yeah. You, we cannot be ignored anymore. There's a lot of, is made it's around on us. here. There's a lot made around here about Cleveland against the world, Ohio against the world, and I think a lot of it's largely silly, to be honest. Um, yes. But I really think that, that, that we are on an island here this season. Like, Browns fans are on an island. Um, you're not going to get and, and to your point. Everybody knows why uh, your point is well, well made and accurate when it comes to quarterback rankings, when it comes to team rankings. Um, nobody wants to talk about us. Nobody wants to show us. That's proved by what happened here from a network because the Browns rate like that's a fact. Yeah, Browns fact. rate the way that the Packers rate similarly to the Steelers, the Raiders. They are just below Dallas in terms of like rating interest. Um, very similar to Buffalo and some of the other ones. Um, that have big fan bases all over the country. Um, so they make this decision to, to not put us in prime time. And I think you could, I think this organization has an opportunity to, for better or worse, really go in with a legitimate chip on the shoulder in terms of the way it's perceived. And I think you can use it yes. to your advantage. Absolutely. And you, there's no talking. That's the thing. No. This is the hardest. And look, this will be my 11th season with this team. In some ways, this is the hardest offseason. Last year was for other reasons, but I'm talking from pure football standpoint, is because we can talk about it, and, and that's great. This season is all about the doing, period. Yeah. We have the talent. We've got the quarterback. We've got the coaching staff in place. We've got to go do it. And the league saying, prove it right mm -hmm. out of the gate. Yeah. That's what the league has said. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. Yeah, that's where you're at. So, 
just just deal with it and and be a serious football team and and that's the way it goes there's a new way to cheer on your cleveland browns and help with your favorite four-legged companion barking backers presented by milkbone the browns newest club for pet parents worldwide sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. barking backers the fan club for dogs we've got some comings and goings it's day one of rookie minicamp uh we'll go over some of those signings you'll hear from ronnie hickman you'll hear from cedric tillman uh his press conference as well here in the final hour we'll go around the league as well you'll listen to cleveland browns daily on 850 espn cleveland Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And when you're on the injured list, get a little help getting back in the game. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. In addition to that, Browns fans, we're down to our top five designs for the new dog logo. Vote early. Let your voice be heard. Be sure to rank your favorite logo as the top two vote getters. We'll advance to the final round. Vote once per day. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash doglogo to cast your vote on that. Uh, we do have Rookie Minicamp. It is underway. I saw uh, Emmett uh, quote tweeting an uh, image of Bryce Young taking his first snaps in Carolina, and he said it looks like a freshman taking reps behind the varsity offensive line. You don't realize like how slight he is until you see him again, up yeah. against 6'6". Six, six. 300 pounders and you realize he's 5'10", 175 or whatever he is. So uh, it, it is that uh, that day around the league today, uh, rookie minicamp for us. Um, the way that this will go, it's day one of rookie minicamp uh, at the CCMC. Rookies select second-year guys take the field uh, right now. They're, they're doing it right now. We have signed Siaki Ika, Isaiah McGuire, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Cam Mitchell, Luke Whippler. Uh, the five selections are the first of the club's seven draft picks to sign. We've also signed nine undrafted free agents so that and you'll hear from one of those guys ronnie hickman the former buckeye safety uh here in about 10 minutes or so uh this is an exciting time and for some of these guys i, I mean i talk about this with with ronnie in terms of with special teams and finding a way to get on the roster and make that first impression it's critical it is critical this is a roster that is pretty complete and we've talked so much about this rookie class and and just the draft picks alone you know Luke Whippler fighting for a backup spot and maybe to be the center of the future. You look at uh, Dewan Jones is fighting. I think he will make the roster, but he certainly has to prove that and show it with mm-hmm. his commitment and everything that they want to see out of him. But he's he's trying to position himself to be a tackle of the future and perhaps of the present if there is an injury. Siaki Ika, we've talked about, probably has the best chance of contributing significantly right away. And then you can't say that Cedric Tillman wouldn't either. Uh, you go further down Ika the draft. needs to, don't you think, Z? He needs to. He's the one that he needs, needs to. He's the one that needs Tillman, to. Tillman becoming a star would be a wonderful luxury and a great thing for the Browns, obviously. But Ika's the guy that you, I think you're counting on out of this rookie class to play the most of anybody. Dorian Thompson-Robinson is here to compete to try to be the long, the third quarterback this year and the long-term backup behind Deshaun Watson. Uh, you know, the corner out of Northwestern is looking to be the sixth corner, right, or the fifth mm-hmm. corner on this team uh, and make the team for his special teams prowess and his ability to play in the slot and outside, but as a backup. So, and then you've got undrafted free agents and the Browns announcing, you know, that they had signed some. And I think the name that a lot of us are drawn to, Ronnie Hickman, who you're going to talk about, uh, talk with uh, in just a few moments out of Ohio State. His teammate Tanner McAllister, also out of Ohio State. Uh, and then I think you're looking at perhaps Hassan Hall, the running back out of Georgia Tech. 
you know, those were the two positions we talked about the most in yep. the draft that weren't addressed, safety, running back. And so you'd say if an undrafted could make it, you know, that's where it's going to be. But it's still a long way to go. In the case of uh, Hickman now, you've got to beat out a DeAnthony Bell who was on this roster last year and who made it, or McAllister. And then at the running back position for Hassan Hall, you know, you're trying to say you don't need to bring in a veteran, that Nick Chubb, Jerome Ford, and I – can handle this. I can give you what, you know, a Dontrell Hilliard gave you. I can give you what Dearness Johnson was giving you. And the question will be, can they prove that they can do that? But I think these are critical times. And then Isaiah McGuire is obviously competing to get into that rotation and to play in some of those sub-package situations. So Ika is the one that you're expecting the most out of in 2023. But for all these guys, you're fighting to cement yourself in a rotation somehow this year, but also, you know, to be a, a building block when we have to make more difficult roster decisions due to financial constraints of, you know, paying a franchise quarterback. Yeah. And I, I mean, in, in talking with Hickman, you know, like the road for a guy like that, and it was something that, I mean, he did this at Ohio state. They put all, a lot of their best players play special teams. So he played a lot of special teams at Ohio state. Yep. And that's the roadmap man is, is yep. to find that, to be a lead at that, get to know Bubba Ventrone, figure out what he wants and then go and, and try to make a little bit of an impact there. I'm excited to see, obviously, the skill guys is, is what's going to pop in this type of thing, just to see how they move. Um, I love that you brought up Hassan Hall, the running back out of Georgia Tech. What is it? What's his juice look like? What's his movement look like? Tillman is a fascinating one. And then the fact that we did draft a quarterback gives you a little bit of juice, too, because it's a, yeah. it's a guy who's well-known, who was a college star at UCLA, yes. uh, beat LSU, uh, in a game a couple of years ago out in the Rose Bowl and was at one point kind of like a Heisman dark horse guy. So he's one of those guys that it's going to be fun to watch. And it's been a while since we've drafted a quarterback with the intent of developing him over a long period. Um, usually when we draft a quarterback around here in the last 20 years, it's been to be the franchise quarterback. That's not the case here. We have that already. You're going to draft somebody who can eventually be on your roster, hopefully as the backup, or becomes an asset that you can then use to get other things in return. So there's a big upside to Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Huge, and the fact of the matter is we're going to need a backup quarterback on a rookie contract yes. for the next three years. So you want it to be DTR. That's why you drafted him. I, I got a chance to interview him before the show today uh, for about 10 minutes and, and got to spend even a little bit more time with him than that. Awesome kid. Yeah, awesome. impressive. Great presence. Very impressive leader. Um, I didn't realize he was so close with Dwayne Haskins. I don't know if you if you knew that. But no, I did not know that. Really close with Dwayne Haskins. So he has on his, his forearm, he designed every tattoo on his body. He designed himself. He's very into art. And he okay. has a, uh, a Dwayne Haskins tattoo on his right forearm that's like thing of Dwayne Haskins and a picture of him and Dwayne Haskins together and then a, a DM somebody sent him about Dwayne Haskins, all in this one kind of on his right forearm. And I asked Is him about a, that. And so he said they met to get out in L.A. Haskins would train out in L.A. at the same place that DTR was training oh. in his off seasons, and they met, and they, he actually – Haskins introduced him to Deshaun Watson. So DTR and Deshaun Watson actually have a relationship going back a few years – from training together and being together a lot of off seasons. So he was wow. obviously thrilled to come here, but yeah, just a, a pretty incredible, incredible uh, young man. And I found you could just tell how he could command a room, but I think, you know, if he can do what he did at UCLA and we talked about the fact that, you know, in his last year, he just played football his extra yeah. year. He had graduated and everything. So he was able, he kind of was a pro last year in a sense. And he said it, it obviously helped, you know, career high completion percentage. It was sought it better. Um, but 
he's somebody that's going to be fun. And, and, you know, I keep joking. I'm excited to see him play. I think when he was a highlight film, I, I think, at UCLA, got better at throwing the football. But, you know, you think about a year where you've got four preseason games now, which is not the norm. We're going to get to see these guys a lot. And oh, I think that's awesome. going to be what makes the Hall of Fame yeah. game awesome. Yes, there are going to be some fun guys to watch. And, you know, he and Cedric Tillman, they played together in high school. Now, that was the last time they played together, but they've thrown and run routes. And I said, you know, in the two weeks between you guys getting drafted and coming here, he's like, oh, yeah, we, were, we basically were throwing, running routes and throwing the ball to each other, you know, all the time. He said, I wanted to be on the same page with him. He wanted to be on the same page as me. So I expect them to actually come out here and have a chemistry at a rookie minicamp that should be unique. I mean, how often do you have a quarterback in his high school number one receiver and best best Crazy. friend that they get to come do this together now? It's it's did such we, a cool story. Did you ask like did they was that at all part of the how aware of, of that were they? That the Browns were very aware of it. It just worked out circumstances. Just dumb luck. That, yes, that wow. that they liked both. Really cool. It had nothing to do with why the picks were made no but it's it's a hell of a bonus yeah they knew about it well yeah you have and then we drafted cam mitchell who was great friends with with greg newsome sure um so yeah there were a lot of little kind of connections there what did what what about dtr from a size standpoint you were you you were in person talking to him or were you okay yeah my guess and i don't know what he's listed at but my guess six one six two uh probably two fifteen ish okay so good, good size. Yeah, I'm a little taller than he is, muscular, uh, and just looks like an athlete. I mean, he's yeah. an athletic he's build. Yeah. Um, another interesting thing around the league, and and we'll go out and watch a little bit of camp, and we'll kind of give you an idea of what we're seeing out there. Is there as we've been going at it for about 15 minutes now? Um, Tom Brady in deep discussions of becoming a limited partner with the Vegas Raiders. Uh, it's his second foray into the partnership with Raiders owner Mark Davis um, in less than two months. Wasn't it the WNBA? Is that what he got into in Vegas? I think so. Yeah. Um, he's. I think he's trying to find himself. I mean, he's just trying to find a way about something just, that gets him fired up because he still has the Fox right. thing, but he's not doing it now. And I, I read this morning that Fox was aware that he was doing this. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know if he ever works for Fox. I'll be curious I don't know to if see. He does either. It doesn't feel like that does anything for him. Doesn't. No, I would agree. No. It feels like he's he's looking for something else that would maybe ignite it a little bit. So, yeah. um, potentially a limited partner with the Raiders. I'm always surprised that – and he was in the release video for the Patriots too, wasn't he? He was. I did not yeah, watch – I didn't watch their schedule release video. Yeah, they did one where it was like all old Patriots were like in, had a house together. Oh, that's cool. And every – like it started with like Andre Tippett and Troy Brown was in it and like – Every time you flip channels, it was a Patriot like historic game was on the ever every channel. Uh-huh. So that was that was their operation, and, and Brady showed up in that. So uh, I that, like it. that's yeah, there's something there. Um, all right, coming up next, uh, we will go one on one with Browns and former Buckeye safety Ronnie Hickman. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. 
Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily. Bo now joined by Ronnie Hickman, Cleveland Browns safety. Got a nice ring to it, doesn't it, pal? I think so. I think so. When you're in the position that, that you're in and the draft comes and goes, there's a value to this. I've talked to Tyvis Powell about this as well, former Buckeye safety like yourself who went undrafted and uh, found the best spot for him. What was it about this spot for you uh, that, that led you to become a Cleveland Brown? Um, I think there's a, a lot of factors that that play into it, um, but I just think the situation as far as the guys in the room and, you know, having a, a great interview with the, the safety coach that's here now, meeting him at the combine um, and kind of having a small relationship being being built there prior to even coming here. Um, and you just know uh, if you're a good person or, or if there's good people in the organization, that word is going to spread. And, and that's what I've been hearing from, you know, coaches that I've had or or players that have been here. Um, so I just felt like ultimately it was the right decision for me. And there's opportunity here too, right? I mean, you look at the, you look at the opportunity at safety, uh, some really good young players, some nice veterans added this week as well to this roster, a chance for you to learn, um, but also an opportunity for you to, to maybe show yourself a little bit. You'll have your first chance uh, with, the, with this uh, rookie mini camp this week. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. For Browns Nation, there aren't many of them who haven't seen Buckeye games, but for those who haven't, what type of player are the Browns getting? Um, a guy who's willing to do it all. Um, you know, I've played several positions um, on the back end. I've played special teams um, every year that, I, that I've started at Ohio State. Um, just a, a selfless guy who's willing to do whatever for the team. Um, that's how I was raised. That's how I was taught to play the game, and, and it's how I continue to play the game. And you know when and the special teams part's going to be a big part of it, as you know. Um, what is it about that that you thrived at that in Columbus? What 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 is it about that that you like? Why is it someplace you find yourself be so comfortable? Um, I honestly think it's a mindset thing. Um, if you looked at all the guys on the teams, um, athletically every guy can do it. Um, physically they can do it. It's really just a mindset and, and kind of you know letting your ego go or whatever that may be, and just saying you know if the team needs this, you know I'm going to be the guy to do it. You had to make a transition uh, in defensive style last year in Columbus as you go to a Jim Knowles defense. Um, that's something that, that's a pretty common thing that happens in the league in terms of having to learn a bunch of new styles. Um, what did you learn in that process that you think, is there something that maybe you could apply to to learning this defense, this Jim Schwartz defense here in Cleveland? Um, I think overall with my time at Ohio State, having a new coordinator each year, um, you know, in the moment it's kind of a thing that you're like, damn, you know, I wish I, my coach is standing or you're coming back to the same system. But, you know, now I look at it kind of as an advantage, um, being able to to learn a whole new difference um, each year, um, year in and year out, um, new new terminology, new lingo, um, obviously coaches and stuff like that. So um, when it comes to playbook or, or learning new information, I feel like um, I'm a guy that can do that at, at any level. Talking to former Buckeye and current Cleveland Browns safety, Ronnie Hickman here on Cleveland Browns Daily 850 ESPN Cleveland. Um, that Buckeye part of it, um, it is something that is so unique to that institution in that they really prepare you for the league. And I don't even mean necessarily, you know, Mickey Marotti and the and the weight training and the, and the nutrition and all of that, the level of competition, the competitiveness of the practices, uh, but also the way that Ohio State is covered. I mean, that is covered like a professional team. Do you feel like, that Ohio State experience prepared you for the league as good as it could have. Um, well, you know, it's, it's my it's my first day, um, so so we'll <laughs> see. But 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 definitely so far, though, um, you know, just from feedback from the guys that have, who have already been here, and you know, me sharing the locker room with them for three or two years, and then getting feedback, and you know, they've always said that you know you'll be prepared. 
Um, and it kind of feels like that so far. Um, you know, I don't want to jump ahead of the gun or anything. Um, like I said, it's my first day, but, um, you know, I definitely do feel comfortable. And a lot of the things that I've been told throughout this process by guys who've been through it, whether it's coaches or players, um, it's all kind of stayed true. Um, so, so I'm very thankful for that. You know, you, you mentioned it's your first day, you know, from the time you're how old you dream of this day, right? Of walking yeah. in the NFL facility and uh, getting some gear with the shield on it. Take us through, take a, take me through this morning uh, and, and today. What was that like for you? Um, it, it happens fast. Um, I, I think for myself, you know, I, I try to stay present as much as possible um, and kind of soak in the moment. Um, but, you know, like you said, it's something that I've dreamed of since I was young. And just like the other guys, I'm sure they, they've dreamed of it as well. Um, so I'm really just trying to take each moment in. Um, you know, they, they emphasize a lot that, um, you know, you're lucky to be in these seats. And, and you know, you got to really wrap your head around that and understand that, you know, you got one shot to do this. So you really got to put everything into it and make the most of it. Who have you, have you talked to anybody, former Buckeye uh, guys in the Buckeye Brotherhood about about what to expect at a rookie minicamp, um, the things that you need to do to impress? Um, yeah, I mean, really it's the little things. I mean, uh, the guys who have been at Ohio State, one thing we share in common is the work that we put in. Um, and you know that, or we know that what Mickey has put us through, the coaches have put, it through, put us through through practice. So really outside of the physical things, it's, it's really a, a mental thing that you got to really – lock in and stay in on the details, um, whether that's playbook, um, showing up early, just stuff, little things like that. Um, you know, the physical things will take care of itself. You know, I've been, we've been playing this game since we were younger. It's really just, you know, those little things, those mental aspects. Ronnie, how do you, how do you think the fit is for you in a Jim Schwartz defense and what Bubba wants to do in special teams? Um, I think it fits really well. Um, you know, we've had meetings today and they've kind of introduced us their, uh, the scheme, the basics and stuff like that. But, but more so just, what define what what defines them as a defense? Um, and, and I'm a hundred percent on board with those things, and it's very similar to the background that I came from, and just uh, very excited for the future. Was it cool, you know, seeing other guys from other Buckeyes in the rooms with you? I'm sure you've seen you know big Thanos here, mm -hmm. Luke, and you see you see a bunch of familiar faces that had to help. Yeah, it definitely does help um, seeing familiar faces. Just know that you're not you're not going through it alone. And, you can really connect with the guys that you were just in the locker room with a couple months ago. So it's like you're right back where you left off. Um, so it's definitely a blessing. Ronnie, is there a, always curious, is there, is there something the Browns fans ought to know about you that they don't? Um, no, not, not for real. <laughs> what type of player not are they going to get when you put on that helmet? Um, like I said earlier, just a selfless player. Um, you know, I was taught from a young age, um, it's it's always been about the team. You know, we, we, I don't play an individual sport. Neither does anyone else in this locker room. We play a team sport. Um, so when it comes down to that, you know, I'm I'm willing to do everything that it takes to help the team win. Um, and that's really been my mindset all my life playing sports. And it's, uh, you know, going to continue to be my mindset. Now you do that and you match it with the talent that you have, my friend. It feels like bright things are in the future for you. Thank you so much for your time, Ronnie. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. All right, that's Ronnie Hickman, Cleveland Browns safety, former Buckeye safety. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns fans are down to the top five designs for the new dog logo. Vote early. Let your voice be heard. Be sure to rank your favorite logo as the top two vote getters will advance to the final round. One vote per day. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash dog logo to cast your vote to.
day. And now our new receiver, the first pick off the board for us in the third round out of Tennessee, Cedric Tillman at the podium. Let's have a listen. What's been more of a uh, whirlwind for you, the draft weekend or everything since draft weekend? Um, I would say draft weekend. You know, when I finally got picked up by the Browns, uh, you know, things kind of cooled off a little bit. You know, I came up here, met all the coaches and stuff, and just got uh, prepared to come back here today. So, yeah, I think uh, definitely draft weekend. What do you hope to accomplish this weekend, Sam? Uh, just, you know, learning my teammates, uh, learning the plays, uh, you know, just showing the coaches how much I care about football, and uh, just overall uh, buying into the Cleveland Brown culture. We talked about your size when we talked to you during the draft, but how important is that to your game? And do you feel like it's kind of a dimension that maybe this receiving core needed that you bring to it? Um, you know, this receiver core, you know, was good. You know, before I came here, you know, I'm just gonna try to lick after those older guys and try to, you know, fall after them. But definitely, um, I do think I bring something to the table. Uh, you know, my size, my ability, what I can do. So, uh, you know, just trying to make plays for this offense. Said, were you ever close to just shutting it down last year? playing through what you went through? Uh, no. Uh, you know, me getting the surgery, the goal was always to come back and help my team win a championship. How much you asked, you... Uh, can I just follow Were you asked that uh, by, uh, in the pro interviews? Um, uh, yeah, a couple of uh, teams, coaches wanted to know. Uh, but like I said, uh, my goal the whole time was to uh, help my team win a championship. So you picked 89, anything behind it or just what was available? Um, you know, right now, uh, you know, it was a number that's available, but, you know, I'm not focused on a number right now. I'm just focused on, uh, like I said, buying to the Cleveland Brown culture and uh, ultimately uh, getting a spot on the team. What is the tightrope surgery like? Uh, you know, it's a procedure, you know, guys like Tua and stuff like that have gotten. Uh, basically, it just kind of takes it from six to eight weeks to four to six weeks, depending on how you heal. So that's why I got the surgery. Uh, I'm not sure if he had it. What exactly is tightrope surgery? Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not really a doctor. You know, they tell me, hey, this is how you play. Obviously, they explained it to me. But uh, like I said, I did it to get back on the field. So that's pretty much what I know. How much have you uh, gotten into the playbook at this point? Uh, I've gotten to it a lot. Like I said, uh, you know, like they said, that's the number one thing. You know, you can't be out there if you don't know the plays. So, uh, you know, just studying the playbooks with other receivers and other guys here, uh, that's my number one priority right now. What's your first, uh, I guess, uh, impression, reaction when you get that and you start thumbing through it and looking at the terminology, looking at the route trees and, and things like that? Um, you know, it's definitely different. But uh, like I said, uh, you know, I had a lot of different coaches and different offices while I was in college, so it's nothing I can't handle. Um, you know, it's just a lot right now. You know, we're all new. You know, we got to get used to the system. Um, you know, we're a little bit behind the pack, but that's okay. So, you know, right now it's so important for all of us receivers just to stick together and uh, learn to play the book together. Kind of off that, Cedric, to have Marquise Goodwin, who's a, a veteran, right? So you're a rookie. He's a veteran, but you're both coming in at the same time. Has that mm -hmm. been any help to have him there with you? Yeah, for sure. You know, I haven't talked to him personally, but, you know, the things I've heard about him, uh, you know, I know he'll definitely be a great mentor for me. Do you intend to stay next week? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I know my schedule. I know there's some things on it, but, uh, you know, whatever they tell me to do, that's what I'm doing. Does this feel like a job already? Yeah, I think it does. Like, it kind of just hit on me like, dang, this is really my job. So, uh, obviously, it's a fun job. I was going to say, is it important to keep that balance of having as much fun with the, the game you love to play as, as it is? 
Uh, yes, sir. You know, obviously, uh, you know, football, sport, I love to play. You know, obviously, ultimately want to have fun. But at the end of the day, it is a job and a business. You and Dorian spent a lot of time together since, uh, since you guys both got drafted. Uh, absolutely. You know, we're both from Vegas. We're literally like 10, 15 minutes away from each other. So, you know, it's still crazy that, uh, you know, we're both here. Does it help, you know, you and him are both kind of, you know, learning the playbook together. As a quarterback receiver that you, you've had that relationship before, does that, can you guys kind of work together to kind of learn it? Learn it together? Uh, absolutely. You know, like I said, me and uh, Dorian, you know, this isn't our first rodeo. You know, we played together four years in high school. So, uh, you know, just having that relationship with him, uh, you know, it's cool. What was the offense like in high school? Um, <laughs> it wasn't uh, as this, uh, you know, as this big, but, uh, you know, it's definitely a spread offense and stuff like that. We like to throw the ball around, you know, run the ball. So, similar to Tennessee? No, not similar to Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, not what similar. Well, Tennessee's offense, you know, I would more say it's a tempo offense. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's how I would describe it best. How, how successful was your high school team? Must have been pretty good with you. Yeah, yeah, we were real successful. You know, we got we had other guys like Bubba. Uh, you know, he's one of our other teammates on the team. Uh, you know, we won, I think, nine straight state championships and a couple national championships, so we were pretty good. There's a lot of, a lot of receivers from the SEC who have your immediate mark mm -hmm. Chase didn't even play that COVID year of college, yeah. and he made a big impact. So is that encouraging to you that the learning curve isn't what it used to be? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, and like I said, me, my, myself, you know, I have goals for the year. You know, I want to come. I want to contribute for the team, um, and that's what I'm going to do. What is it about the SEC that seems to really prepare players like yourself for this level, do you think? Um, you know, I haven't played yet on this level, but, you know, I think definitely we have the best competition. I think you go against the best week in and week out. So, uh, you know, they always say the SEC has the most drafted guys every year. So I think that has something to do with it. What's the biggest adjustment a receiver has to make? Going? I, I know you're just making that adjustment, but from talking to the guys who have made it before, what do they say is the biggest thing a receiver has to overcome making that jump from college to the NFL? Um. A lot of people say just the speed and attention to detail. Um, you got to be smart. So I'll say those three things. You know, college, you can kind of get away with things here and there. But, you know, when you're going against the best, uh, best week in and week out, um, you know, one mistake could cost you that game. Cedric, I know you want to do big things at this level. What does it mean, though, to have 10 catches for 200 yards against that Georgia defense? Um, you know, it was really cool. Uh, you know, I just went out there, you know, did my best. But like I said, you know, that's in the past now. Now hopefully I can do that for the Browns. When you were being recruited at Tennessee, were they, was that a selling point to you that, hey, all, all these guys come out of the SEC to go to the NFL? Was, was they say you were that? Or? Yeah. Um, you know, just I knew already, you know, going against the best of the best, you know, I would have to go to the SEC. So luckily I was able to have an opportunity to do exactly that. How much of a challenge was it to get through last year with the injury and then, you know, your teammate is suddenly the number one guy? Mm -hmm. Um, no, you know, I just control what I could control. So, you know, injuries happen as part of the game. Uh, like I said, my job is just to show up week in and week out and prepare. So, you know, um, you know, nothing but happy actually for Hyatt, you know, what he did, you know, a big brother, you know, like my little brother to me. So, uh, and like I said, that's in the past now and, you know, just keep preparing for now here. Were you totally healthy for the uh, senior combine and, and
Yes, I was healthy. All right, there's Cedric Tillman uh, from the podium, third-round pick um, of the Cleveland Browns. Just, boy, a couple of things, just from a – you want to talk about the stage that the kid's been on. Um, you play wide receiver at Bishop Gorman in Vegas. Um, that's one of the most prominent high school football programs in the country. They won several national championships. Um, that that's a that's a big. T- I understand everything's a step, but he's been on a big stage for a long time. Then you go to Tennessee and you play in oh, that yeah. tempo air raid offense that he's played in uh, at at Tennessee, and you say, "Boy, that that strikes a lot of chords as well." Um, obviously, not many similarities in terms of what they ran at Tennessee to what we run. Uh, but just from the standpoint of the ball was in the air a lot for him there. And you got your first look at him out there. What do you, what did you make of what you saw? It's, it's you know, throwing around on air, but running some routes. What did you, what did you see? I'd say the thing that struck me the most about watching Cedric Tillman is obviously his size. He moves very naturally. He's an athlete, but just the way he catches the ball, it's just pure every time, just like, like it's sick. He just, he envelops the ball. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously he DTR looks great throwing on air. Uh, no surprise that they had a nice chemistry. But what stood out to me was just the way he catches the ball, the sound it makes when he catches the ball. Absolutely a hands catcher, everything away from his body, everything in kind of that perfect diamond. Um, and you could just tell this is a guy that if the ball is near him, he's going to catch it. And I think that's one of the things you look for. No double catches at any point that I saw. Everything just looked very, very natural for him, very pure for him. Um, and he's an impressive physical specimen. Moves easy mover, I would call it. I don't think they're opening yeah. it up completely to see you know what kind of speed he has. But in terms of understanding body control, you can just tell he's the, he's a plus. I mean, he's a plus athlete. Obviously, he's in the National Football League. But the ease with which he catches the ball the right way stands out. He is a great, great natural hands catcher, and I think that is that's a huge thing. I mean, one you got to be able to get open. And then you've got to be able to catch the ball. I'm not. I have no concerns. Just after watching the way that he catches it, about that. That was that jumped out to me. It kind of looked like. And obviously, this is. I'm not suggesting in any way. Let me caveat this. I'm not suggesting he is anything like him as a, a receiver or will be like a pro. But he, the way in which he catches the ball and the way his hands seem to be very strong and envelop mm-hmm. the ball reminds me of Larry Fitzgerald, who I think is one of the best hands catchers, high point catchers, you know, probably in NFL history. But that's what it reminded me of the way that he catches the football. Yeah, and I, I think it goes back to what I was saying about the Bishop Gorman stuff and then the fact of, of the offense that he played in the last couple of years under Josh Heupel at Tennessee. Um, this this is an operation, and he, is, he has been being groomed for being a professional football wide receiver for a very long time. Yes. Like this, this isn't something like, oh, let, you know, oh, you got great size and you've, you've blossomed into this. Like, he's been this for a while. You know, like you, you, this is this is very second right, nature right, right. to him. So it doesn't surprise yeah, yeah. me at all that that's what it looked like to you in in person. Yeah, it was just again, it's the hands, the strength of the hands, and the ball making that sound. You know, yeah, DPJ has great hands. Amari has great that. Yeah, and they just yep. it just sticks right in there. And so that that I thought thought stood out. Um, you know, didn't really get to see a ton of stuff. Siaki Ika is a monstrous man and, and very powerful. You could see that quite clearly. Isaiah McGuire is a big guy as well. Um, and, you know, got to see him move as And he's got moves pretty easy for a big athlete, six four two seventy five. Um, I got it. Cam Mitchell looks kind of like Greg Newsom out there, honestly, which was kind of funny yeah. to me. Um, and then Hickman, I noticed he looks like a, a good athlete as well, obviously coming out of Ohio state, but you didn't really get to see a whole lot. Yeah, uh, Luke Whippler, tough. 
if, if I was going to end my assessment out there, the two things that struck me the most, number one, Cedric Tillman and the ease with which he catches the football and just how natural it is and how strong he is at the catch point uh, would be one. And then the other would be, I think Luke Whipler is going to be a stud, period. I, I, yeah. he, it will not be for a lack of not wanting to or not doing everything the right way. He was already – Callahan was already using him to show other guys how to do drills after he did them once, and he was, like, helping the other guys. He just – it feels like he is going to be football junkie, does everything the right way, is going – and that's what you had told me, you know, when we when we drafted him. That was the book on him coming out of Ohio State. And so I think the Browns are very lucky that he came out maybe a year early, and I yes. think he's going to be very lucky that he came out at a time when the Browns were able to get him where they did, and he's going to be able to learn with Bill Callahan. But I, I think he's going to be – he will be – if you said, you know, give me – Somebody who's going to be a long-term starter in the NFL just on watching five seconds, <laughs> I'd say Luke Whipler. It just felt like he's going to do everything the right way. And so if, if he's talented enough, and by all accounts he is, then I think he will be very successful in this league. The, th- the feeling in Columbus was shock that he left. Uh, the feeling in Columbus was that he was going to anchor their offensive line and that next year would have been you know, a second-round pick. Had he come back? I mean, that's that's kind of the way, you know, second, third round pick is kind of what they thought he would be. And I think he thought he would be that now, quite honestly. Yep. Um, and so that's theft <laughs> in the sixth round if that transitions that way. Um, but no, yeah. I, I'm happy to hear that because I, I know that it was very difficult for him that he wasn't drafted higher. Um, sure. but, but once you get over that disappointment, what it comes down to, I think, is the fit. And this is the perfect fit for him. And if you think about what Bill Callahan has done with with talented players at that position, the way that he coaches that position up specifically, good night. I mean, there is a lot going on there from a talent standpoint. So I, I love to hear that out of him. That's not surprising to me at all out of him. Um, he feels like the guy from a talent standpoint who could be somebody who's around for a while uh, for us and potentially a starter at center for us down the line, for sure. He's got that in the pedigree. No doubt. And then his teammate, Dewan Jones, obviously stands out from his size, stands out from his power. He almost threw the sled kind of into the air, which was unbelievable to see uh, live. Um, but I think, you know, one of the things they talk about, weight, conditioning, all that. He had, he had to take a knee for a little while. Uh, I, he went and then did resume practicing. But, you know, you want to see him be able to get through all of these things and be able to function at a high level throughout, you know, the course of this this rookie minicamp and this season. But he, um, you can tell the strength and the power. It's going to take some. I think it's going to take. He's going to have to commit to mastering the techniques, and I think Callahan's going to be hard on him from what I saw and and help him get there. Uh, the other thing is that Siaki is just a it's a monstrous human as well. Just a big, big, low to the ground, strong guy. Even though he's a lot taller than than he seems, but. Good to see that Dewan's back out there. Um, but, yeah, the two things that stood out to me, Tillman and Whipler, for sure. Did you get a look at Hassan Hall, the undrafted uh, running back out of Georgia Tech? Far away, looks – he looked – he's wearing 30. He looked like <laughs> like Dearness, do you know what I mean? He looked like he ran yeah. well, caught the ball naturally, but it wasn't – you know, you weren't seeing him chased or t- anything like that. It was – but from a distance, he looked good. So Matt Waldman from the uh, rookie scouting portfolio yeah, oh, yeah. did a big – right up on him after we signed him, even though it was official today. I guess it's been known for a few days. Um, 
he did a big breakdown. He's going to join us next week, but he's in love with him. And he said, he goes, you, you've got your replacement for Dearness and possibly Kareem Hunt as well. Okay. Very, very high on the running back out of Georgia Tech. Well, he no, was, listen, the Browns are going to have to. He was high on Chubb, right? Wasn't that Walden? Love yes. Chubb. Really he thought Chubb him. was the best, best running back in that draft, yeah. yeah. Look, we are going to have to be good in and cap savvy in certain places on this roster to be able to do some of the other things. So yes. that makes sense that you know, you're know you paying right now a big penny to Nick Chubb that the rest of that room's got to be relatively cheap. And so it feels like if, if this guy can do the job, that would be a great thing for the, for the Browns. Yeah, yeah, it certainly would. Um, Tillman in 89. Yeah, so people are going nuts about this. And maybe I'm a maybe I'm a buffoon. Maybe I don't know. I don't see what the big deal is that he's wearing 89. And people are going absolutely. crazy I don't know if a it. lot. I think some on social are. Everyone's like, I gotta get what, rid of that number. It's a terrible number. So we all know Steve Smith, right? Yeah. Steve Smith was a great 89. Um, you, Doug Baldwin was an excellent 89. James Jones was a good 89. Santana Moss wore 89, and then. On our roster, I don't know how many people remember this, but I do. That's what Amari Cooper wore when he was drafted. His entire yeah. Raiders career, he was 89. Andre Bad Moon Rising was 89. There's was 89. He, is he not always, I thought he was 80. He was 80 as well, but he also wore 89. There okay. are just, It's not a terrible number. No, I, I think the thing to remember here, there's a couple of things that the NFL is going to have to do. I'm not do. saying We're it's going to be permanent, by the way, but I'm well, just saying. But also, there's not a lot of options. So... We know that Stefanski will not give a single digit to a rookie. For whatever yep. reason, he won't do that. So that's his policy. He won't do it. So the only single digit that's available is six. Um, and like I said, he's not going to give that. That could be maybe Rodney McLeod's going to wear six. Who knows what, what happens on that? Didn't, Go ahead. Did J-O-K, what did JOK wear in college? It's single. I can't remember what it was. I thought he was didn't six. he ask about six? Yeah, but six was – spoken for and then I, I maybe maybe this year he gets a chance to move to it i know as a rookie yeah he, that's right six at the time it was spoken for but i remember he yes. would they wouldn't let him wear a i just remember from building the browns they wouldn't let him wear a single digit yeah he was six in college okay jay okay so maybe yeah. they will maybe this year they would consider allowing him to do so well the thing you have to be careful I, of though is if you make all those jerseys well that's the thing right you can't do the There's flip the, the buyout and, and all the things that come along with that. Right. Yeah. You're exactly right. So six is available. Yeah. The only other, and then you go the teens, since the NFL opened up wide receivers can wear teens. Um, 14 is retired for auto, and then that's it. So the only single digit or teen that's available is six. That's it. Everything else yep. is spoken for. And the problem here is right now the NFL is requiring kickers and punters to wear single digits or teens. Since they opened up single digits to everybody else, they've got to put the kickers and punters, allow them to wear numbers in the 40s, and then you're solved. Agreed. That's the other thing I would. The other thing I would say is um, the number that I didn't like the most out of the ones that we saw, to me, was the uh, Siaki Egan 62. Like, who's been – who's a 62? 62 yeah, is tough. That feels like a guard only. Feels like offensive line. So the best players, you've got a uh, uh, guy McIntyre, sure, Tunch Ilkin, Gibbe. Yep. 
Hoff. Legend. Yeah. Uh, Joe Tooney. Yeah. Evan Dietrich Smith. These are the names that I even recognize are guards. That's so a, in the yeah, he's 80s, he's got to get out of 62. The 80s that were available, is 80 retired for us? 8-0? So 8-0 no, is open. Didn't Jarvis wear that? Jarvis wore 80. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. So 80's open. Um, 86 is open. 89 is open. So those were the, the 80 numbers that were available. Everything else was. 80 was. Or 87 is open, too. 87. Yeah. Well, Dalen Baldwin is now 87. I saw that. Yeah. we. I'm surprised we don't have an 80. It would. 80. Was, what's wrong with 80? 80 is a great 80's, number. 80 is a great number. Yeah. And I think surprised. 89 is better than 86. Oh, Definitely. For sure. 86, yeah. the first 86 comes on as like Irving Fryer. Andre Ryan Brian Brennan. Brian Brennan. Brian Brennan. Brennan. Wasn't, what was. Let's go. What, who there was, was a guy for the for... Packers that wore 86. I'm blanking on it. Um, oh, Freeman. Antonio, was it Freeman? Antonio was Freeman. It? Yeah. yeah. Wore 86. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Oh, it's fun. Good to see these rookies out here doing some work. Um, I like the Luke Whippler uh, observation out of you. That's That would make people very happy. And then Tillman with the hands. That's yep. That thwop, thwop is the way it kind of sounds when it sounds right. That's the best way I can think of to describe it when it hits a receiver's hands who – who knows what they're doing, and uh, and so that's exciting. Uh, this is fun. I'm in no hurry to to get to football. It'll be here before we know it, but I, I will admit this week was pretty fun. With the schedule yeah. release, guys out here, it's fun. Yes, this is exciting, and it's going to, you know, wet our whistle for a little bit, and I'm in no rush through summer, but, yeah, this, this is going to be about the games that happen, but there are going to be some steps to take along the way, and I think that'll be fun. All right, very good. The next level is coming up next. Keep it locked to clevelandbrowns.com and the Browns social media platforms all weekend for rookie mini camp coverage. Have a great weekend, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.